You're listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we firmly believe that love is the answer and we are spreading it like wildfire. You're invited to come spend time with us in authentic connection, growth, reflection, and celebration. Life coach, author, and speaker, Abigail Gazda, will be sharing amazing humans living their hearts unleashed to inspire you to do the same. You will hear from men, women, and young people from all industries sharing their insights and inspiration as they have paved their way to their fullest lives. Here at the Hearts Unleashed podcast, we are turning dreamers into doers. So if you are ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. All right, you guys, you are listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast where we are turning dreamers into doers. And today we are going to talk about doing a lot of new things. And I am so excited. I have Caitlin Pasternak here with me. She is a leader for feminine ascension. She's a world traveler, a devoted dancer, <laughs> and a content creator. She, You can see so much of her content on Instagram, Facebook. She has a kick-ass YouTube channel. And she also has a stellar podcast called Sexy Soul Radio. Now, that is the formal introduction of Caitlin Pasternak. But let me tell you. <laughs> so Caitlin was my coach. And, you know, I'm just going to say it real quick is I got way more than I bargained for when I hired Caitlin. I hired her as a business coach. I wanted to have massive breakthroughs in becoming a high-end coach. And she was just someone that I really viewed as as a high-end coach, but ultimately she took me through an entire spiritual journey that has unleashed my heart in brand new ways. And y'all have been seeing it, so now you get to meet one of the sources of it. So thank you so much for being here, Caitlin. Oh, thank you so much. I love you so much. I'm so grateful. <laughs> yes, yes. And I have my own um, you know, view of you, but for our people who are listening and just meeting you for the first time, you know, if anyone were to go down the rabbit hole of Caitlin Pasternak content, like which I, I have done, I've been there for hours, <laughs> we would see many different identities of you. So please share your journey and tell us a little bit more about you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes. So many different identities. It's actually funny, like looking back onto YouTube to like old videos and like, oh my God, it's like so far gone, but it's beautiful to see the the journey. So mm -hmm. I started off um, on the journey of personal development and self-love and spiritual growth through my own darkness, like all of us do. Um, so I was struggling with a lot of eating disorders at the time and really just feeling like I was in rock bottom. I didn't know how to help myself. So I was forced into getting into meditating, into learning all the things. And that journey of healing, of discovering new ways to view myself, new ways to operate in the world led me to falling in love with this work and becoming a coach and really being on the path for self-love coaching, spiritual coaching, supporting women in that container. And it quickly evolved to support more women as they're building their businesses um, and different facets of what I used to coach on. Um, but the thread underneath all that was spirituality. And through the journey of supporting other people, I was really ascending my own consciousness. And I'm in a place now where I'm realizing more and more that 
that's all I'm here to do is to be a leader for the Ascension movement that's happening. So really my work now is just about being a light and a leader for feminines who are going through an experience they can't yet describe, but want more support in how to accelerate their experience into full divine power. Mm, I love it. It sounds, it just makes me want to flow. Like, (laughs) right. So good. Um, You mentioned so many different parts there, but such a common part of us as humans, as you said, I had to get all the way into the darkness, all the way to the rock bottom to really be forced into something new or take a new approach. And this happens with so many of us. And a lot like that's I really love this podcast for people who are in that stuck phase, that, that darkness and what really like, what turned it on for you? What was the breaking point? Mm. I lost everything. Like I literally lost everything. I was competing in a bodybuilding show and it was my first one, but I was so in in an eating disorder mind that I made it my entire life. And it was so dark and destructive. And through prepping for that show, I literally lost my job. I like lost my boyfriend of three years who I was living with. I lost just all sense of who I was. And I remember the day after that show, I was like, my life is gone. I lost my period. I lost my happiness. I lost everything. And I had to like move back with my, um, with my dad and not know what I was doing with my life. I like, for some reason, like thought I was going to be like a bodybuilder, like as a professional, like, what was, I don't even know what I was thinking. It was like, everything was just stripped from me completely. And I was in a place of struggling so much with my body, with food, I felt out of control. So it was just losing really and becoming like, who am I without any of this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) I have like chills first off, because I just, I know we all relate on on that. We have our own flavor of it, but there's just that time in life where everything's falling apart. Everything's breaking down and we go through that identity crisis. So what was your experience with the identity crisis? You know what? I don't, at the time I didn't have that framework to view it, right? I was just like, everything sucks. (laughs) Everything sucks. And I don't know what's happening. And I didn't know myself as someone who was loving to myself. You know, that was never an experience for me. I was never like taking care of myself and being gentle with myself and speaking loving things to myself. Like that was never a piece of my reality. It was Mm -hmm. always just, how can I be better? How can I do better? And just like thinking, numbing out, just completely unconscious. So it was really about tuning, like when I tuned into meditation and I started just creating space around the destruction in my life, I started to get little glimpses of peace, which Mm. were nice. But it was really such a slow journey of allowing that to unfold more and more and connecting to my heart more and more, which was so closed and so blocked off. So it was really just like an energetic opening, which eventually led me to like who I actually am and allowed me to just be more of who I already was. But it was just so blocked. Yeah. Yeah. And you did mention that as like, what did you, you started to see these pieces of yourself. What were, what were you discovering? Mm. I was discovering the innocence in Mm. me and as attached as I was to being like, like badass, I can do it. Like everyone would always do me like that. Like just being like, she can do whatever she wants. Like I was always had that spirit within me, but there was such a innocence underneath all of it and a purity and a gentleness 
that I didn't experience a lot or didn't allow myself to feel. Um, so being present with that was really what opened me up to spirituality in general, because it was like, oh my God, there's like such a deep peace within yeah. me that feels so good to just allow myself to feel more. So that was like a, that was a piece of me of just an open heart, really. Yeah. 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 And I know, I know that you work with women who have already done that work at this point, because as you've evolved, so as you're coaching, but what do you have to say to the women who are in that phase right now? Mm. Surrender to the love within Mm. and let that be your guiding force. And as much as your mind wants to make this journey difficult and taxing and tell you that you're not doing it right and you need to read another book and you need to do all these things, all of the answers come from you just letting go and breathing into your heart and asking, what do I do next? What's Mm. here for me to shift? And just building that relationship with yourself instead of the world. Yeah. In fact, let's, let's talk about that for a minute because I know I'm good at it too is looking outside of me for either the answers or the solutions or the, the affirmation that I'm good enough. I'm okay. I, I got this. Um, what, like, what do you see in like human, especially women patterning, looking outside of ourselves for that? Yeah. I mean, I think it's coming from women thinking that they're broken, Yeah, you know, and they're not good enough and they need to be fixed. It's like a damsel in distress type of thing. And it's okay to be in that state, but realizing that the true support that we're looking for is the divine masculine presence within us. That's like literally holding us up, like to be like, I got you. I love you. Feel into me more. Mm -hmm. It's already within us, but we've been so programmed not to view it. And we've just been like, oh, let me just look for everything outside of myself and let someone else fix me. But there's this, there's an energy within you which can be so activated and opened if you allow yourself to make your internal reality the most important thing. And I remember hearing that in the beginning of my journey where it was like, your internal reality has to become more important than your external. And I remember that moment of being like, that feels really good, but I can't believe that yet. It was like a higher part of me knew like, that's not it yet, but I know that's what's coming. And now it's like, you know, we know that like when we live this work, we're like, yeah, of course. But in the beginning, you know, you kind of have to take small steps to be like, okay, what can I commit to my internal reality? Am I going to be journaling for 10 minutes? Am I going to be meditating in the morning? What small steps can I take to show that I'm committed to making that a practice? And everything will unfold when you start to build a relationship with your internal reality. Yeah. I love that because um, it's, I mean when we're, you said, I heard it and it seemed to make sense, but it didn't all the way or like how, like that immediate, how do we do it comes up, right? Like, tell me the way, (laughs) show me, show me master. And so like small steps, meditation, journaling. Now, you know, I did this and I'm sure a lot of us do is we do that journaling or we do the meditation with the expectation, or like my coach told me so, or if I do this, then that. Right. So what do you have to say? Because I think we get really caught up in that, trying to do it because we think it produces a certain result. Yeah. But that's not the space to come from. Right. I think if we shift the focus to getting a result of a different feeling, it's okay to use that framework. And instead yeah. of being like, my life is going to change everything externally, and we just focus on the feeling, yeah. And realizing that 
when we feel good, nothing else matters. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like your life could be like, quote unquote, falling apart, but if you feel good, you're fine. And on the contrary, when your life is great and blossoming and blooming and you feel like shit, it's not okay. And we've all been at both of those positions. So like understand and realize that the way you feel is the most important thing and do the work to feel different. That's totally fine. Yes. I love that you brought in the opposite component. Like your life can look great and you can feel like shit because I think we all deal with that too. And so how like this is basically being able to exist in our mental state and be able to exist in our internal reality, the way that we view our visualize our future and whatnot. How do we shift from this like 3D and we may want to dive into what the heck those are 3D, 4D, 5D, but like, how do we actually, are we able to exit that? Yes. It's a journey that's already unfolding. Right. And so we talk about 3D, we're talking about pretty much the matrix of consciousness to which we were born into. That Mm. was based on scarcity. It was based on work harder. There's a lot of fear associated with it. There's a lot of competition, jealousy, all those things that we don't want to experience. We're like, why am I programmed with this? When you start to look at it, like it's not you. Mm-hmm. It was this matrix that you were born into and it was programmed within you. You can start to create some separation yeah. and realize that there is another matrix like the 5D matrix, which is just consciousness, which you can reprogram yourself with. So the 5D is really here to help us support a new reality that's not based in fear that's not based on I'm not safe, so I have to work harder, or I'm afraid, so I'm gonna keep myself small and not express myself. All of those things, the 5D is about unity. It's about supporting one another. It's about love. It's about true abundance, not forcing ourselves to do anything that's out of alignment. It's being more in touch with our divine nature and our, and our soul. It's mm-hmm. just another reality, but it's all through consciousness. So when we choose to just navigate those realms, it's often a lot easier to say like, which matrix am I plugged into right now? Am Mm -hmm. I plugged into this story that I need to work harder and I'm not safe and look at my physical reality. It's proving everything to me. Of course it is because you're plugged into that story. When you plug into a different story and surround yourself with people that are buying into the new story of the 5D and you're asking your own internal guidance, how do I connect more with that? And you're choosing to vibrate, think, act based on that new matrix, you will embody it more in your life. Yeah. And that's what attention really is. Yeah. Right. Right. And you know, you were explaining that 3d and I also like to add in like that linearness of it where it's just so concrete. It is what it is. Right. And it can't be changed to get that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the equations and the fixed mindsets around it, like that you can't progress and especially can't accelerate progression. Um, And I I love sharing with people that because especially when we meet them and they're completely in that 3d matrix and they haven't really opened up to anything new that's possible. um, It's just like so rigid. It has that very, again, concrete aspect to it. Mm. But I love what you're sharing. And how does visualization play into being able to enter or like elevate into the 5D? Yeah. So when we're visualizing, we are tuning into a different brainwave state. So we're in more of like an alpha or theta. When we're in beta, we're in this like thinking, masculine, often associated with 3D programming of what's already here on the mental plane. 
when we come into a relaxed state of visualization and we're actually going deep enough to alter the brain waves, then we're more in sync with the flow of the universe. Mm -hmm. We're not like rigid in our mind and trying to create something. We're more just in flow with the energy that's available. Mm -hmm. And the deeper you go into those states, the more connected you are to the quantum field, which mm -hmm. is the field of energy all around you. So we're all connected through the quantum realm. Like our yeah. bodies are just, we, we're, we feel like we're separate because of the certain vibration that the bodies are vibrating in. So we're like, oh, this is my body. That's, yeah, it's your body. And you're also connected to all the energy around you. So when we start to do visualization and alter our brainwaves, we're opening up more to the oneness frequency where we can feel the room around us. We can feel space around us. And that's when we have true power because yeah. we're approaching what we're trying to create from the perspective of being the ocean versus being the wave in the ocean. You're being oh, everything. I'm just loving what you're saying. Keep yes. going, please. Yes. You're being everything. And when you're more tuned into that, you're allowing the flow to happen more. You're allowing creation to happen more. And you're more tuned into the fact and the feeling that you are connected to everything. And that's what 5D is really all about. And yeah. it's about understanding that power and using that power to continue creating your reality. Mm, that was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> so what, like, as you've gone through your own journey, you're clearly taking other women through theirs, but what have you had to give up in order to get here? Everything. Um, Literally everything. Yeah. Everything. And anything that I hold on to, I have to give it up. Yeah. And it's a, it's a constant journey of releasing. Um, but I'd say some of the most significant giving ups for me, I've been around success and material wealth. Um, mm. Cause as easy as those came for me, when I was first starting my business, there got to a point where I couldn't continue operating with those intentions as the driver. Mm. The driver had to be something greater. And I didn't have access to what that actual soul driver was because I was operating for my ego. And yeah. so when I actually let that go, that was probably like the hardest thing to just be like, wow, I don't know. And I mean, anyone that's an entrepreneur that's listening knows like when you like say like, I don't care if I make money and I let go completely, that's like the scariest thing ever because <laughs> we feel like unsafe. But I had to go through that period of detachment to actually get filled up with new 5D consciousness. And yeah. to it eventually, of course, it like leads to all the physical abundance, but I had to go through that period of like, it's not worth it. Yeah. It's actually yeah. not worth it. And I'm choosing my soul over everything else. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard you say ego. Will you explain ego death for us? Ooh. Ego, <laughs> death. ego death is a beautiful experience. It's any time when your mind feels like it's losing control and it can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's whenever you get triggered to do something that you don't want to do because you don't want people to judge you for it and you decide to do it anyway. Or it's when you're being invited to surrender who you've been, surrender people around you, completely move into the unknown, losing all control. That's ego death. And what happens when that occurs is that you're literally surrendering the vessel that you've been operating in by saying like, I can't take the amount of light that's trying to come into my experience. I can't, I can't take it. I can't operate. I'm in fear. I'm in control. I'm in this. I can't do it. Take it. Let me destruct. When you actually do that and you do it with a spiritual context and you say like, I surrender to the light that's trying to come through me. Then you get rebuilt with spiritual strength, with mm -hmm. faith, with new energy, with new consciousness, 
but we're in this really extreme shedding process right now because we have to evolve our egos. So in order to evolve, we have to die. And Mm -hmm. what's happening now in our world where it's like, you know, normally, not normally, but like, you know, a few decades ago, people might have like one to two ego deaths in their life. And that would be like their soul journey. But now it's like we have them every month. Yeah. Yeah, girl. It's it's, it's the truest thing. Like it's happening so quickly. And so we just have to get familiar with it and just know what's happening and just, Mm -hmm. okay, everything feels so dark and heavy and I'm fearful and I can't control this and all that's fantastic. It's ego death. Coin it as that. Surrender it to like, get on your knees and pray and then allow the breakthrough to happen. Yes. You know, I love it because I know you started as a coach and you lean towards that leadership, that light. It's a little bit different. And, um, you're right. Like the ego death, like maybe they had two big, you know, big life transitions and they were able to do that, but you're right about the, the whole frequency of humanity is rising because we're really getting that oneness. We're truly accepting it. It's more normalized at this point. More people are talking about it. Mental stigmas are going away. So like things are just following, falling off for all of us, whether we are actually involved in the work or not, is there's a clear shift happening. something's happening. And, you know, it's kind of funny because when I started coaching, I wanted people to hire me and I would pretend like, oh, you know, it's easy or like, come on, you, you want this, but I don't even hire people anymore. I'm like, this shit's hard. You want to do this? You want this life? You, you like, I kind of talk people out of it more than I talk them into it because it's like, it is every month there's like, and again, the identity crisis isn't actually a crisis. It's just a, an identity shift at this point, you're able to, you see where things are breaking down and all of that. So tell us a little bit about how you guide people through. Now you're actually, how about just explain the difference between transformation and ascension for you? Hmm. I think a lot of what was happening in the transformation space was about ego empowerment and transformation, which was great because it got people to take control over their lives. Ascension is being enrolled in the bigger mission on the universe versus the ego mission of mm. the self. So transformation, a lot of people, it's like, I want a better life. Like I want to change this. I want to make this money. I want to have this partner. I want to get healthy. That's all beautiful. Like, and do that. Ascension is really about evolving yourself out of those desires to be more in harmony with what the universe is actually pulling us to. So some people that are focused on transformation might be like, oh my God, I'm experiencing a negative emotion. This is so not in alignment with what I want to feel. And if you're in the Ascension program, you're like, oh, I'm clearing something. I'm purging something. I'm really enrolled in the ego death that's happening or the surrender that's unfolding here. Like you're just more in tune with what you're being spiritually asked to do. And you're, you're really co-creating with mm-hmm. the universe and following your divine mission versus being like, I think this is what I want. I'm going to create this because I want all these things. Yeah. It's great. But the Ascension program is a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit different, a little bit more expansive and mm-hmm. a little wild, but it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I love that you said wild. Uh, what, and what I hear in the difference too is that there's, I don't want to say less resistance, but there's definitely more acceptance of that that higher calling that this has nothing to do with this body you were born in or the time space reality, everything to do with that long game. Totally. Totally. And like you were saying earlier about like it being difficult, it's so important to keep in mind that like, it's only difficult for our ego. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else is easy. 
Yeah. And we, if we just un- have a different understanding of what's happening versus like, it's happening to me, I'm not doing this work right. If you just understand what's happening, is your frequency rising? Are you intending to raise your consciousness? Then yeah, all of this is going to happen. You're cleansing, yeah. you're purging. I, I have a question in that because I'm totally with you. And I want to speak into the hearts of people who there, I, I know many people who don't choose either transformation or ascension because they realize it's going to bring ego death. And there's so many parts of them they don't want to lose. Or yeah. they think they like, especially if they're in a relationship or they have a certain career or maybe children and family, they fear how much change will come. Totally. And that's their right to, right? That's like the soul journey that they're on. And it's really just about saying like, if you want to hold on to that, you have to hold on to everything, including your pain. Mm-hmm. Because mm. you're, you're like, you can't get out of your reality in any way until you're willing to let go of everything associated with that reality. So it's like the biggest leap of faith for sure, but also remember underneath all of it and just ask yourself, actually don't remember, ask yourself, would my highest essence of me or would my soul be guiding me to let go of something that's meant for me? Right. Like, does that, do you actually believe that that's true? Yeah. Because while your mind might tell you that, there might be fear that's trying to keep you attached to all those things. And what if you were opening yourself up to something so much greater? And I know people say that all the time and it's like a fucking, you know, like book quotes like, oh, but for real, like as someone who has like experienced it, like, yeah, it is that much greater when you just let go. Yeah, totally. I love that. And um, I love that just because they grow emotionally, spiritually, like they can still re- and recreate the life that they've already got. Doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I really love um, giving that access to people is like, you're the one who gets to say so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you said, if you're going to hold on, you hold on to all of it. But if you let go, let go and then rebuild, rebuild it however you want. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so tell us how you guide people through this process. Yeah. So pretty much the time when most people come to me now, it's when they're in this kind of like, I can change my life. I can do anything type of state. And they're like trying to use personal development to change their life. And they're in the transformation state. Mm -hmm. So I'm really a facilitator of ego death and surrender um, and really coming into deeper alignment with the soul mission. And it always happens through someone's own internal journey of ego death and destruction. So -hmm. basically it's like, bringing more light and consciousness into someone through either reflection, through certain practices, experiences. It's bringing more light. So it brings up everything that is out of alignment with that, of all the resistance, of all the fear, of all the struggle stories, all that comes up and then holding space for all that to be released, cleansed, let go of. And then it's about supporting someone in expanding their quantum field of energy and knowing how to code their energy field as they work in harmony with universal guidance. So a lot of it for women, it's really just about opening up their channel to spirituality and just Mm -hmm. opening up their energy system so they can start to run this stuff more naturally. Um, It's difficult to put into words, but I guess that I do, but that's what it feels, right? A lot of it is just like magic. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's just magic. What, what happens when we get out of our way and we let source do what it wants to do with yeah. the person. So it takes a lot of different roles, but that's pretty much what goes down. 
I love that. And you've said it a few times, so I wanted to bring it back into the conversation is the divine masculine and divine feminine. And the fact that we have both within us, can you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's interesting. (laughs) I think I have a different, like a little bit of a different perspective on that of like, you know, Hey girl, it's your interview. Let's hear your view. (laughs) Share my truth. I think a lot of people have talked about balancing masculine and feminine energies but I don't prescribe to that because I chose to incarnate here as a feminine vessel and it brings me the most joy to be fully expressed in my feminine, not fully expressed in my masculine. And I think a lot of women can relate to that too. So instead of viewing feminine energy and masculine as like what we're doing, because Mm -hmm. it's kind of what we're like feminine, it's like creative and it's like dance and it's this, like, yeah, of course, whatever. There's also an internal energy of intuition of surrender of expansion like what is the frequency of the feminine with masculine we've looked at it like you know organization structure you know doing yes what's the frequency of it right Mm -hmm. so the frequency of divine masculine for divine feminine beings is support and anchoring Mm. And really, that's all we need to tap into in order to express more of our divine feminine. Because if, we're, if we don't have that masculine within us, we can't express the feminine. It's like polarity. So when we really just drop in to, do I feel like that divine support within me? Can I say like, I got you, babe. Like, I got you. Whatever you want to do, like, I believe in you. And when we can tune into that channel, then we get to be expressed in the world as our feminine, which isn't as anchored down, which isn't as linear, right? Mm -hmm. Masculine is linear. So a lot of what's happening with 5D, it's feminine energy, increase in feminine, allowing things to be more fluid, not getting attached to the way that things need to be, or like the plans that we had set in motion. We're just really more in tune with our energy and what portals we're opening as feminine beings through our frequency. Yeah. I love the way you share that. And yeah, because I mean, I like the word anchoring and you said linear too. For me, there's order like the masculine is just that sense of order mm-hmm. and like, again, anchoring. I think that's really great too. Um, and then the feminine, you mentioned expansion and creativity and the flow. I also, um, curiosity, I, you know, like we are, gen- it's almost like a playful curiosity. Like, mm, what can I create here? What can yeah. I make of this? I love that because I think if we know how to access it, we can exit the 3D of fixing what we believe to be broken because we're never going to solve a problem from a problem state. It's the energy of it. And so we have to enter, like, I don't want to say the solution state, but the real creative state of not how can I fix what's so, how can I create what I want? Boom. And yep. Just like super brand new. (laughs) Boom. Boom. That's exactly it. And it's being willing to let go of the attachment to suffering which yeah. is what a lot of people are going through now where it's like, you know, we don't even realize, a lot of people, it's like my work is becoming easier and easier in the most beautiful way because I'll have women, they'll come to me like 10 women with 10 different problems and it's all the same problem, quote unquote. It's that you're attached to struggle yeah. and whatever way that's manifesting for you in your life. And I've done the same thing. I would like carry this story around like, it's so hard for me and my body. Like we have this thing and it's like, oh. And like, oh my God, with me and my mom, it's like this thing. All of that was just like, oh, you you have this like struggle template in your field that you think you need to struggle. Yeah. It's a huge unconscious thing. But when yeah. we just bring attention to that and be like, I'm actually done associating to that. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to experience the resonance of it because it's been programmed in my field, but I'm dissociating from that and I'm choosing to create from 
peace. It gets to be easy. I yeah. get to well, I get to create something brand new. Yeah. You're making me so happy. I have a, I have a whole 15 minute fill up. Like the reason you don't have what you want is because you love the struggle. Like I just, oh. it, <laughs> yes. you, know, you said it in the beginning of the episode too. Cause I pointed out the identity crisis. You're like, I didn't have the, the knowledge at the time to realize like that, that was the, that was what was occurring. Right. And we don't know that we are choosing the struggle. Totally. We don't know we're actively engaging with it. And so I'm, I'm so glad you brought it to the conversation because anytime we can bring light to women and men who are choosing to engage with that, like there's nothing there for you. Right. There's just nothing there. There's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> and there's no validation. There's no prize. There's no trophy, whatever is like underneath all of it, because that's for like a lot of women, especially they're like, if I'm not holding pain, I'm not like doing my role here. And that's yeah. just like an old story. It's just yeah. an old story. All we're here to do is be beautiful and be light. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, just to add to that too, because um, I had a few women share it with me is like, they think that their triumph means more because they struggled so hard. Totally. So they create the whole journey that way. Totally. And they can stand on their mountaintop as victors, but ultimately like you can go further, faster, higher without the struggle. Totally. Like exactly without it. So yes. yeah. Thanks for bringing that. Yes. Now, if someone wanted to work with you or attend an event of yours, like how do they do that? Yeah. Yeah. So all my work is in person now. Um, I love go of everything else. Cause I'm just so focused on these energetic portals that we can open together. Um, so pretty much we have like two main events, but one that might be worth mentioning here is a Cratrix matrix, which mm -hmm. is uh yeah, it's a three day cosmic immersion. I like to say where we really just get super deep into all this work and give people the, give people the experience of being super connected to source so they can like recode everything yeah. in that frequency and just know that this is real. You yeah. know, like I think that's a part of the issue with the spiritual spirituality is when people stay in their heads and they're not getting the actual energetic experience. They're like, mm -hmm. Eh, I don't really know. I want to believe, but when you feel it, you can't not know it. So that's yeah. the experience for that. The next one is in um, San Diego in September. So I can give you the link if you want to put that in the, in the oh, show. Oh, yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll see me. Now I want to give you some snaps because I watched the Creatrix Matrix through your story, like just wishing my way there. <laughs> but tell me about it. Cause I mean, girl, you put your whole heart into that. You put everything into it. I, just tell me about it. You know what? It's so, it's one of those things where, you know, me and the women that were there were like, we don't even know what to say about it because I knew I kept getting the guidance that was like, this is a portal. You're going to be opening up a portal. And that sounds great. Like for those of us in the spiritual community, we're like, yeah, woo portals. But it was such an energetic thing where it was just magic. Yeah. It was yeah. just like everything that we were creating together was raising our frequency so much that it was just like, you couldn't help but see through the lens of this feminine ascension. Mm. It was like everyone, just such huge breakthroughs through beauty and grace, not in the way that we've been programmed to view them, just mm. such powerful expression and downloads and connection to higher guidance. It was just so, so potent. And it, it honestly changed my life. It yeah. changed my life. It just, I've never felt so on purpose in my life. And now mm -hmm. I'm like, this is all it is. It's just these little activations everywhere. So a lot of magic. Yes. So who is this for? Who's the Creatures Matrix for? 
This is for feminines who are here to give birth to new consciousness. If that's through a business, if that's through the way they relate to their family or just their embodiment within themselves, it's for women who are genuinely committed to the ascension path and through expressing more and channeling more light into their beings, into their vessels, and really just committed to being their best feminine self. Yeah. Mm, thank you. Thank you. I am feeling so refreshed. I got to tell you, it's so, it's so amazing to speak with you. And I want to thank you for being here. We're going to start wrapping it up. But before that, where can people find you? How do we follow you? What do, what do we do? Yes. So I'd say Instagram is probably the best place. So that's just that Caitlin Pasternak. I'm, I'm pretty much just there. I'm like, I do other things, but that's the spot. Oh, yeah. I feel you, girl. I feel you. I love me some Instagram too. Yeah. So you guys, please make sure to follow her. Go check her out. Send her some love. Send her follows and likes and all the 3D things. But also just, you know what? Really, I just want to acknowledge you for a moment because you speak so much truth mm. and you speak it so fiercely and boldly. And so beautifully. There's grace, there's poise, there's love and affection and compassion. And I'll tell you what, I love on your story some days that you're literally just sending some energy and it's like, it's so great. So whether your message is fierce and powerful that day or soft and gentle, it doesn't matter who you are in this world and, and up in that three to five D, but who you are is just such a gift. And I'm so, so grateful for you. And thanks for spreading your light. Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful for you. You are such a love beam. I don't know why that feels like the word to say, but you are literally just so much love in one vessel. And I love everything that you're doing and everything you're growing into. And I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, love. And thank you hearts for tuning in and opening up your heart to this conversation. I imagine some of you guys, this was some new conversation for you. So I'm really excited. If you have any questions at all, feel free to reach out to Caitlin, reach out to me, but just thanks for being here. If this conversation resonated with you, you know you're waking up, boo, so just go ahead and let go and start accepting all that light. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast where we are turning dreamers into doers. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you loved the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, head over to heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.